Welcome to Becoming Unstuck, a safe place to help individuals find the tools they need to live the life they truly want. I'm your host, Jordan Meyer. Join me here each week where you will learn one tool that you can use to live the life you've always wanted and with more happiness. Now, today's episode's title is titled, Emotionally Speaking, It's Better to Be Sorry Than Safe. And I love this topic and I love this episode. And the reason I do is because I have so many conversations with people about the importance of emotions and also the importance of making sure that we feel those emotions and develop a full range of emotions in our life. Now, as human beings, we have 10 basic of emotions, okay? Surprise, happy, sad, angry, scared, jealous, envious, guilt, shame, disgust. These 10 basic emotions are something that we all share as human beings. And so as a, a logo therapist, as a therapist who specializes in helping individuals find and derive more meaning, fulfillment, and happiness in their life, the conversation I have more often than not is always going back to emotions, learning how to feel and express a full range of emotion. Because it's only when we understand that every emotion has a purpose, that there is no such thing as good or bad emotions, that every emotion has its place, has its reason, and when we can feel the full range of emotions, we have unlocked the ability to be able to experience more joy and happiness in our life on a daily basis. And to begin to feel and express this full range of emotions, we have to understand, one, what are the basic emotions that we're trying to feel, which I listed previously, and two, we need to know what it's like to participate in every one of these emotions. Now, the conversations I have with a lot of people goes to the idea that some emotions are good and some emotions are bad, right? They label as, I want to feel happy, I want to feel joy, I want to feel love, I want to feel passion. I don't want to feel sad, I don't want to feel anger, I don't want to feel frustration. And when I talk to people about this, the number one thing that I have to convey is that every emotion serves the purpose, right? We can't pick and choose what emotions we feel. Unfortunately, which would be great if we could, but reality is, is that we can't pick and choose which emotions we want to feel and which ones we don't want to feel. We can't selectively numb. When we numb one emotion, we numb all emotion. You can't say, I want to not feel sadness and only feel happiness because as human beings, we either feel everything or we feel nothing. And it's like a light switch. Either you turn it on or you turn it off. And because of that dichotomy of good emotions and bad emotions, we've gotten to the habit of labeling which ones we think are good and which ones we think are bad. So we tend to try to control as much as we can, turning off emotions when the bad ones are there and turning on emotions when the good ones are there. And what that does is it creates a pattern of learned behavior that every time we are in a situation that causes us to feel angry, sad, insecure, shameful, or guilty, we shut off our emotions. And I'm going to talk for a minute about why this is the possible worst thing that you can do in learning and expressing full range of emotions that lead to happiness. But if you have ever found yourself in this situation, I'm sure a lot of people can relate. When you find yourself in tough situations, you purposely choose not to feel, to turn off the emotions. And we do this as a survival 
technique and as a protective factor thinking that if we don't feel what we need to feel that it's going to hurt less or it's going to protect us in some way. And ironically, this is the exact opposite of what goes on. There exists a relationship between every emotion that as human beings we have to feel to experience the full range. And only when we can experience the full range can we fully tap into the full measure of joy that we need to. So when you decide that you don't want to feel sadness and you turn off your emotions in that moment to not feel sad, the sadness doesn't go away. It doesn't magically poof into the air and there's no longer sadness for you to feel. It's still there. You're just pretending it's not there or you're choosing to ignore it. It's like a kid in a corner with their hands over their eyes thinking that you can't see them. When in reality, they're right in front of your face and sadness will sit there as long as it need to. And not only sadness, right? Anger, insecurities, fear, guilt, all of the bad emotions that we tend to label. And and you can't see me right now, but I did some air quotes over the bad, right? That that we tend to label in that way. But experiencing the full range of emotions means we have to understand that there is just as much purpose and importance in feeling the hard and difficult emotions as the happy emotions. And as human beings, we need to learn to express and feel this full range. So when we get into this pattern of learning that we can shut off emotions in hard and difficult moments and then only feel emotions during the good moments, what happens during this process is we lose the ability to fully access the joy and happiness that we need to. Now, Brene Brown in her text refers to this and and I believe has coined this phrase, foreboding joy. And she speaks to, and in her research that she's done with individuals in shame and guilt and love and belonging, she found that individuals who experience this principle called foreboding joy try to beat vulnerability to the punch. They know that there has to be ups and downs. There's peaks and valleys. So when something good is happening, it's only a matter of time before it goes wrong. Or the phrase that it's bound that the other shoe is going to drop. So I have to give credit where credit's due because this is Brene Brown's work. This is her life. This is what she is devoted to. All my episodes so far have been my own material. They're my point of view. They're the way that I think and the way that I express things. And and in this situation, I cannot own this because this is not mine. This is Brene Brown's. She's incredible at what she does. And I couldn't help but share it in this episode because it is so salient in talking about this in our lives. When we experience vulnerability of moments of sadness, joy, happiness, things go on in our life, we want to participate in them. But just around the corner, something bad's going to happen or things are going to go wrong. And this way of thinking, this foreboding joy means that you don't let yourself experience happiness in the moment. You feel that, oh, great, things are going good now, but it's only a matter of time. So therefore, I can't enjoy this right now because I have to prepare for what's going to go wrong or what's going to happen next. Ironically, there's a paradoxical relationship between how much emotion you feel in the moment and if you can actually prepare for it. So the reality is, let's say that you lose a loved one in your life, which I would never wish on anybody. I use it as an example just because most people can understand how to relate to this. But losing a loved one, as much as you prepare for it, let's say you take a month 
and you know you're going to lose a loved one. Now, individuals who have been in this situation, they have lost loved ones to cancer or they knew it was coming. No matter how much you prepare, it doesn't hurt any less. Preparing for heartache or sadness or the inevitable defeat that happens in the moment, as much as you prepare for it, you cannot prepare. The sting happens just as much. But somehow we feel as though we have an element of control on how much emotion we feel and why we want to feel it. As if we have any control on how we experience life. The truth of the matter remains is that emotions happen whether we want them to or not. We do not have control or say whether we feel emotions unless we decide to turn them all off and feel nothing. And this is a very sad way of living, right? It's a mediocre, middle of the road, load grade fever. You're never truly sad, but never truly happy either. You're just kind of in the middle. You don't have peaks and valleys. And as a meaning and purpose therapist, this makes me incredibly sad to hear this because my entire existence of what I do is to help people feel a full measure of joy in their lives. And you can't do that if you're not willing to have the peaks with the valleys. So to bring it around to today's episode, Emotionally speaking, it's better to be sorry than safe because we need to learn and understand that this principle of foreboding joy, as coined by Brene Brown, is not something that's going to give us what we want in life. There is a correlation between how much pain you experience and how much happiness you have on the other end, right? If we talk about little peaks and valleys, little sadness, little happiness, There is a proportional relationship to the peaks and valleys, which means the lowest of lows will be followed by the highest of highs. And understanding this principle that there's opposition in all things, yes, you can look at it from a negative point of view that just around the corner something bad is going to happen. You could also look at it from the point of view that going through pain and heartache and defeat in life allows us to be open to experiences of joy, happiness, and enlightenment that comes as a result of those difficult and hard moments. So to finish up today's episode, I want to finish by giving you something that you can do if you find yourself as one of those individuals who tends to shut off your emotions Or maybe you're one who experiences foreboding joy and you tend to try to beat vulnerability to the punch. And so I'm going to give you something that you can do in order to begin to change this and practice this in your life. And the first step in learning how to understand and express a full range of emotions and to change the pattern of foreboding joy is we need to understand that we are imperfect as human beings. And that's an important principle. And the reason I'm giving this to you is because understanding that we are inherently flawed and imperfect, not that we're not special and beautiful. Please do not misunderstand me when I say that uh, you are not good enough in any way, because that is not what I'm saying. Everyone is special and unique in their own way. And I celebrate individuals. But there's also an understanding that we are imperfect. We're flawed. We make mistakes. Uh, We have likes and dislikes and vices and everything that comes with it. 
And as such, we're constantly seeking and searching to better ourselves and to reach a certain level of balance or wholeness in who we are as an individual. And that's why we tend to beat vulnerability to the punch because we don't feel as though we have enough to be able to get through that moment. Really what it is, is whenever that moment happens, we don't believe that we'll be able to get through it. Either we, we're not good at handling emotions, it's going to be too much heartache to handle, and we're not going to be able to get through it. So learning how to accept your imperfectness, your imperfections, and to work towards wholeness, okay? Now, yearning for wholeness is a central condition to being human. Our efforts to live in harmony with what we believe and most important things in our life creates tension And that tension creates opportunity for growth into becoming a better person, right? We have to learn how to square ourselves in the face, to look at ourselves in the mirror and to reflect and evaluate and to really go one-on-one, toe-to-toe with our true selves and our authentic selves, okay? While being flawed may be the first fact about being human, paradoxically, that being imperfect is the foundation that we don't need to despair for, but we celebrate, right? Being imperfect actually allows us to experience joy. It allows us to experience happiness. And then we come to embrace imperfection. We view that as we are capable of influencing change and growth out of that imperfection through a personal awareness of what's meaningful in our lives. And when we come to embrace and accept that while imperfect, we are truly enough, that we can, in a state of imperfection, humbly embrace that we can't do it alone and realize that we're not alone. We are not alone in our imperfections. We are not alone in feeling pain and frustration and being inadequate. We are not alone in wanting to be loved and to feel love. And we're not alone in our desire to identify who we are and what our purpose is and to have meaningful existence in life. And this imperfection that we're not alone in these things is what unites us as human beings. It's what we connect to on a daily basis. People often think that you connect to somebody and relate to somebody on the good things and what you share. In reality, what allows you to connect to another human being, to feel uh, related, connected, like you're joined with them, is that you share an imperfection. You're able to look at each other through a space of vulnerability and say, I see your pain. You have been through something and so have I. And we can connect on what it means to be in pain. This is the true measure of connection. That is why you have to experience pain in order to experience joy. Because that as human beings is what we relate to and connect to. That is how we attach to people, is we share in what it means to be imperfect and flawed, but yet still trying to grow and be our best selves. Resiliency And hardiness is what most people connect to. Although we think it's the other things, it's not. And so therefore, as you're learning to experience a full range and measure of emotions in your life, this first step that you can take is don't try to beat vulnerability to the punch. Let yourself realize and recognize that every emotion has a purpose. Let yourself lean into the pain and the heartache and the despair of life. No matter how uncomfortable it is, 
because doing so is really what is going to allow you to be free enough to experience the full measure of joy that you want. Thank you for listening. As always, if you'd enjoyed today's episode, please share with your friends and family and join me here next week. If you happen to live in the Utah Salt Lake area, please reach out for help if needed. You can find me on Instagram at jordanmeyer.cmhc. Follow me on Facebook. And remember, you can find this episode and future episodes on any podcast platform, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and I will see y'all next week.